Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast. And you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.K. Amanu, the writer-director of Aviation. Hi, I'm Brando Benetton, director of Nightfire. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hi, this is James Kellen Brussack, the writer, director, and producer. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stewart, paint the screen. Dot com up in my bunk piece. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Road Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. From, from, from page to screen. Hello. Good evening, Rob. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, how are my audio levels? That is the question, because apparently last week my audio levels kept going up and down, but I didn't know about it until afterwards. So, At the moment, you're fine. Good. So as long as I don't move my head or blink, then, <laughs> exactly. uh, then everything should be fine. So Just freeze. That is all right. So now let me just put my head in a vice lock, and then we'll be, uh, we shall be covered. So what's, what is new with yourself? Where's, we're now in June. This is nuts. I thought we'd I'm be. sweltering. It's roasting, isn't it? I went for a walk today for ooh, a whole 2,000 steps, and you know, I've had the rest of the day to recover. I'm knackered and melting, <laughs> and it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, I finished work at five, and all I wanted to do was go to bed. Yep. Uh, did you? No, I uh, I stayed up for this podcast. Well, that's a good reason. This is like uh, some sort of insomnia type thing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, this, uh, is, this is not a cure for narcolepsy. Well, this narcolepsy, that's the one when you fall asleep, isn't it? Yeah. So. Apparently, right about now, uh, uh, President Joe Biden should be making his way over to the to the UK. He is, because I was hoping he would jump on the podcast if we're recording tomorrow, but unfortunately, I've got to do it Wednesday. I am working. I went, look, Joe, I can't move it. I'm, I'm working. I can't get time off. So yeah. uh, Joe will be on the podcast at some point in the future, and we will Obviously, talk about his Trump favorite free, movies. But you know, <laughs> no, I've banned Trump. We didn't want po- him. No, I banned Trump from the podcast. It's like because I wanted him on as a guest, but I figured, you know what, uh, he'd just talk, and I wouldn't get a word in edgeways. So I thought, <laughs> you know what, Don, it's not happening, dude. So, but you know, at some point we'll get Biden on. We'll find out what his favorite movies are and whether he was around when they were filming the Charlie Chaplin movies way back when. I think it's possible <laughs> he was around. And I think the first film he ever saw was that scary one when the train comes towards the screen and it freaked him out. And uh, apparently one of his most anticipated movies was the Black Final and White Nosferatu <laughs> coming out. He was very excited about that when he was a teenager. Yeah. So, Lovely. 
you know, uh, as for Boris Johnson, he can fuck off because I don't ever want him on a podcast because he's a bellend. So what have you been up to, Rob? Anything exciting oh, other than just wanting to sleep you know, after a hot day's work? Um, watched a few things uh, and played a lot of uh, video games. So have I. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and did the minimal amount of work that I had to. I have done nothing grown up this week at all. <laughs> I've just been like a big child. Because uh, Annette's on different hours to me. She's doing like four till eleven or four till midnight, mm-hmm. uh, five days a week, so Monday to Friday. And at the minute, I'm obviously I'm always doing my eight p.m. till seven a.m. Four nights on and four shifts off. So it's like I finished on. I don't know. Basically, I start tomorrow night. And then I'm working for four days. Um, so mm-hmm. all this week, I think it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Annette starts work at four o'clock in the afternoon. And it's like, well, I've got till she finishes at midnight to literally watch whatever the hell I want. Do and I'm all, obviously I'm out of the way because she's working in the living room. So I've been upstairs watching a ton of movies that would just make her sick. As in, not horror movies, but just she. Chuck Norris movies and Charles Bronson movies and films about ninjas and she would not mm-hmm. she would not put up with that a lot so I've don't tell her but I've thoroughly enjoyed, to be fair I told her earlier <laughs> on I said I've, I've quite enjoyed it because I've watched so much shit that she would hate and I've loved every second of it so right you know that's what we like so if anything this podcast is actually getting in the way of me watching even more Chuck Norris movies so, but I'll tolerate it so it's only for an hour and a half and then I'll be yeah it's uh, one of those things it, it cut my uh, the mo- my latest movie in half but you know yeah. I'll, I'll carry on after after the podcast this was just the interval I just need a magnum and uh, I'm good so you were thinking interval I was thinking inconvenience this is like so inconvenient <laughs> to our big man child evening um, mm-hmm. But I figured I will probably need something to listen to at some point. I know Neil needs something to listen to. Uh, so here's here's a question. So we did the horror show last week. That was last week, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Well, more or less, week and a bit. How was it? What did you think? It was great. You know, um, something different. Um, you know, uh, the the week uh, before that, I just watched uh, horror or horror-related items and uh, uh, still slept sound as a baby. Even after Stu Miller's squishing babies under an accelerator pedal. Uh, yeah, just kind of blocked that bit out. Apparently you don't see that, but you know what happens. So that makes me feel a whole lot better. I'm just going to be rushing for that. I'm going to wait for the Human Centipede 2 to appear on Disney Plus at some point. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have no intention of watching the number two. So we got a big old thumbs up from Chris from the Bind Torture cast, uh, who he'd sort of replied saying he, he very much enjoyed the fact that it was three different voices. I think mm-hmm. I made some comment back to him going, yeah, I'm a big old wuss. And he went, no, he said, some of the films you've seen, you're not a big old wuss. I think he was just being polite. I am a bit of a big old wuss. But uh, but I quite enjoy being really nervous about watching a film and then watching a film and then realising it's an amazing film. So, mm-hmm. uh, And when it comes to me uh, and horror, the only thing I know about is mainstream stuff that's uh, fed to me via Netflix or Amazon yeah. Prime. So uh, the chances of me seeing anything that Stu Miller's ever seen um, is, yeah, slim. Some of the shit that Stu Miller talks about, though, I swear he makes it up. I don't think he, I don't think he does, but he rattles off uh, some films, and Chris could probably rattle off a whole bunch. I listen to their show, and I'm thinking I don't even know what films you're talking about. I've never even heard of that director. Um, 
you know, August Underground. I don't even know if that's a filmmaker or whether that's a series of films, and I've never bothered asking. <laughs> so at some point, I expect Chris to go. Actually, it's a filmmaker. You dumb shit. Um, but yeah, so I see. I like horror. I don't know. I don't think I could watch horror films all the time. I, I need some nice fluffy, you know. Let's let's watch the Mighty Ducks game changes yeah, yeah. season one. I need that but, in my life. But I think this is the thing: you go through life and you, your tastes change. When I was younger, horror was one of my favourite genres. Yeah. Like you know, I, I'd love sitting down and watching a good horror movie. You know, with um, me and Nicole would go into um, a blockbuster store, and you know, we'd be picking up horror stuff. You know, I, I told you. That, um, you know, Gothica was on my my list of uh, you know as soon as it was reduced in Blockbuster, that thing was going to be mine. Really, um, you liked yeah. it that much? <laughs> well, it wasn't about liking it. I just wanted to see it because I'd seen a trailer. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know that there was a time where you know I would uh, gravitate towards horror, but as I've gotten older, you know, part of me thinks you know these jump scares. You know, the heart is only uh, young once, and now it's getting a bit older. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, I don't want it to finish me off. I, I've kind of been, the, I think, the same about roller coasters. It's like, I, <laughs> I, end, I don't understand why people like roller coasters. It's like you're going on this thing, you're putting your body through one hell of a tension and, and stress. And, you know, I've seen Final Destination. I ain't gone on a roller coaster anytime soon. Why do you want to be scared? I don't I don't get it, but I do it. It's like anytime I'm watching one of these Bloomhouse ones, which are kind of like, I suppose, the mainstream horror with a lot of jump scares and, and stuff like that. It's like, oh, got to watch on the projector. Got to watch the lights out. Let's turn the volume up. We, why? I don't know. We do it. We, we <laughs> like putting our bodies and brains through stress. I don't understand why. No, saying that when when it comes to roller coasters nowadays, there was a a time that you know I was at Alton Towers and um, would go on the corkscrew time and time again. Yeah. However, um, now I'm quite happy to go to uh, um, Legoland in Manchester and um, their uh, little Lego ride where they wheel you around. You've got kind of a, a, a VR gun in your hand and you, you shoot kind of computer generated bad guys that to me is uh, a a lot more fun (laughs) exactly Uh, oh god it's like yeah I I, I am looking forward to going to some sort of theme park at some point in the future but uh, who knows what the hell's going to happen in the next two or three weeks I suspect we'll still be locked down in 20 years time we're like oh not long now not long now (laughs) it's just around the corner because they've been pulling the same shit for 18 months now do you remember when they first locked us down in March we're like oh it should be sorted by May (laughs) they didn't say which May though did they I kind of figured it was May 2020 I I might have been wrong it might be May 2022 now saying that you know Netflix has given me countdowns for things I'm waiting for, so you know, just just lock me up till then. I'm fine. What are you waiting for? What's what excites you? Sweet Tooth, and you know, obviously, I haven't spoke about it yet, yeah. um, but I will do. Um, you do realize the second season is probably not going to be till next year, so don't get too excited about it. Well, that's the thing. So yeah, I'm happy for lockdown to just last till next year. I'll just sit around, <laughs> oh my God. you know, eating crisps or whatever, waiting for for Sweet Tooth season two. <laughs> 
That's the only thing with binge watching stuff on Netflix, isn't it? It's you're brilliant at finish now. It it takes. It's. I always say this to filmmakers as well. The goal. Thank you so much for your review. I'm like, don't worry about it. I sit down for an hour and a half and watch this thing. You guys have been doing putting this film together for years. Uh, I get the easy bit. So it's like Sweet Tooth will have been in development for however long. It'll yeah. spend however long in production, and you've battered it in a week, and you're like, right next. <laughs> it's like, well, what? this is the thing. But I have to say, who in Netflix sat down and said, you know what, Sweet Tooth, yeah, let's uh, give season one six episodes. No. <laughs> Sorry. Go back to the Star Trek days. You know, I want like 24 episodes. No. Or... Pe- people don't, I don't, I don't like shows that have 20 odd episodes now. Right. Get off then. I know. I, I, I don't want to speak to you on this podcast anymore. I, I'm taking over. <laughs> Somebody else, come on, please. Because you think 20 odd episodes. Of, I mean, look at the X Files. Is a twenty odd episodes of Star good. Trek. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I'm happy because a lot of them will have been shit. No, even they're not shit. Even they're all they're all no. bottle episodes no, and filler episodes. No. Yes, they yes they will. No, and they're a slog. It's well, like then, it's t- ca- tell me all these shit DS9 episodes. Come on, list them. Oh, shit DS9 ones. Um, well, not shit ones, but not as good as the other ones. So yeah, yeah. There's so, always going to be some episodes that aren't as good. Pre- pretty, even in, pretty much even, anything where Ben Sisko had hair is look, was not Mr. amazing. Mr. I Love 24. There'll oh. be some shit episodes of that. Some not there, as no, good as the other is, ones. The only the only shit episode of 24 Sorry, is no. the only shit episode of 24 is in season two. When Jack Bauer's daughter gets kidnapped by uh, Johnny Drama from Entourage after she's chased by a cougar. Other than that, there is no shit episodes in the entire run of 24. It is one of those very, very few. And there's no shit episodes in the. Well, there's one shit episode in the West Wing where they do this video like, oh, we've got a camera crew, we're making a documentary, and it's just like awful. But other than that, every single episode of the West Wing is amazing. But. Uh, I like shows to be anywhere between 8 and 13 episodes per season. Because it's just a slog, I think, Sorry, if you watch 24. You can't call yourself a fan, Stuart. Why? I am a fan. If, You're if, an addict. It's not a fan. No, I'm a fan. So <laughs> with Deep Space Nine, as he said, you know what? We've only got a couple of seasons left, but we have decided that we're going to make them 100 episodes long. I'd be all right with that. But yeah, bring it on, thank you. In your defence and in my defence, the difference with that is, if they dumped a full season of DS9 on Netflix on like the first of July, you would have finished them all by like the tenth of July, all of them, and mm-hmm. then they've no time to make these new episodes. Whereas the way that they used to do TV, it was one episode each week for six months or twenty odd weeks, and then by the time you finished it you would literally have like six months before the next season's out in which case you know what the answer to this is is you need to stop being greedy and watch one episode of sweet tooth each week no so not at all exactly they should say right we're ds9 uh is being released on monday mm-hmm. everyone's like oh really excited yep. there we go we've dropped all seven seasons <laughs> <laughs> but when are they going to make them there's several hundred episodes. No, they just save it up. You know, if it takes them ten years, then it takes them ten years, and they drop it, and then you know. But also, you know, a year after starting to make uh, DS9, they start Voyager. So then, you know, <laughs> you know, you start binge watching, and maybe it takes you, you know, three months. At the end of that three months, they go, "Oh, by the way, here's a new one, Voyager. Enjoy." 
You're a bit like me when I tweeted at Oliver Stone saying, I love the book you've just spent two years of your life working on. I've just finished it. Please make the next volume out next week, please. Thank you. <laughs> and I say that to filmmakers a lot. I'm like, oh my God, that film is amazing. Next. And they just usually laugh at me. But I kind of get it. But uh, just move on to something else. Forget about Sweet Tooth. And then, come, and then it will come back. It's something that, that is available free on Netflix or Prime or, or now TV. Yep. It's something that's going to you know, hold up and really kind of capture me. Right. Shit's Creek. I can't find anything. Shit's Creek. Okay. Other than the, one. other than the really crappy pilot episode. Well, I've already watched that, shit. so I so that's out of the way, so we can start so, on, start you know, on that. The, the second episode. I am also going to throw in Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney+. Plus. The ten episodes okay. are all on there. It is, that is a very, very good show. Uh, on Netflix... It's also Netflix and all four, so it's kind of weird. So season one of Derry Girls is on Netflix, and season one and two is on all four. So it depends which one you want. That is such a funny show. It was I recommended that to Annette. I said you need to watch the show next because it's very very funny. She went, yeah yeah, I'll give it a go. And then she sort of um, came up yesterday and said, yeah, it's all right. It's you know, it's, it's all right. It's it's not great, blah blah blah. I went downstairs today. She's just finishing up episode three, so secretly <laughs> she is quite enjoying that. And I think she went into episode four. I have just started watching Lisey's story on Apple TV, which uh, is starring Clive Owen and Julianne Moore. It's an eight-episode show based on the Stephen King book. Annette really liked it. I thought it looked very good, but I had no damn clue what the storyline was going on. Because Stephen King has taken his book, which was in linear form, and he's like, ooh, I'm going to do it. So there's flashbacks, and I have no damn clue what that show (laughs) is going to be about. Um, If you are stuck, I have been ripping all my DVD commentaries onto MP3. So I have 484 feature-length DVD commentaries, if you want to listen to some of those. I believe it'll probably take about 50 days in its entirety, where you just start listening after this podcast. A multitask. You can multitask. Uh, yeah, so several at a time. There is a whole bunch of stuff on there. There's, there's even one of the commentaries I found was by Wyatt Earp the Third. So Ooh. I'm guessing it's like grand, grandson of Wyatt Earp. You're like, what the hell? Uh, so it's, there's some very, very interesting uh, commentaries, including a whole bunch of Star Trek ones I've got as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. Star Trek has not been left. Um, so, what have you been? What other than obviously watching Sweet Tooth? What video games have you been faffing around with? Um, well, I've now completed um, Tomb Raider, which I started um, on uh, the Xbox uh, a few weeks ago. I've uh, I've completed all missions to a hundred percent, so I'm very happy that. It's now been put to bed, and I can move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. Um, so uh, the the new season of Fortnite dropped um, yesterday, uh, and it's all about aliens and UFOs. So you can c- kind of UFOs are, are attacking the Fortnite island. You can shoot these UFOs out of the sky. You can get in them. You can drive them. You can abduct people. Um, so that's added a new dimension to Fortnite, even though actually, and uh, I will update on this, but today playing Fortnite after work, I didn't find it as uh, kind of entertaining uh, and fun as last season um, when you're just kind of running around playing on your own. For what reason? So, what was the big difference then? 
Because well, I'm the guessing difference... you're still running around shooting people, aren't you, honestly? Yeah, you, obviously the, the base game's the same, so you've got 100 people in, in the Battle Royale, um, and the, the game kind of has the storm, which... Um, makes the game arena smaller and smaller. That annoys me, that, because not, I've not got used to that damn storm yet. Well pissed me off. Because <laughs> I keep trying to run away from it, but I guess I'm not doing I'm running into it, so, you know. Uh, Oops. So, yeah, so you still got the, the basic elements are the same. The, the problem lies that when you are me, you... If you're paying for something like the um, the battle pass on Fortnite, which allows you to earn kind of the rewards for levelling up, how it's traditionally been done is you will level up from level one to level two, for example, and they automatically give you a reward for that. Then you go from level two to level three, you get a reward. And there's a whole list of um, kind of uh, tasks for you to do, which kind of give you lots of uh, XP points, which help you to level up quicker. Now, in this version of um, Fortnite, there isn't as many tasks to start with. Right. There's also, and I don't know if this is something that changes over time because I was very late to the party on last season's Fortnite, but also the the non-player characters that you can kind of visit on the map on last seasons there there was a good kind of thirty characters on this one. There's about ten. Um. So, kind of, you can't run up um, to one of those as easily. Easily, um, that, that just doesn't seem to be as much going on as there was um, in in last season to uh, kind of level up your character and uh, make it interesting. I'm running around. The only time I'm actually leveling up is when I'm shooting people, um, which I know is the aim of the game, but also when you've got all these tasks, you can actually ignore the shooting people and uh, kind of just work on tasks, which is how I uh, would do it to, oh, to get all the both well, sides. I, just, I don't even bother with the tasks. I saw somebody chopping a tree down. I sneaked up behind them and gunned them down. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing, but they weren't me, so I killed them. Um, I, but I've only played like Fortnite twice. So I don't quite understand that game yet. I have to say though, and uh, again, it's not something I knew because again, I was late to the Fortnite game. They apparently have brought back the sniper rifle. I never knew oh, it was there in the first place. Sweet. And uh, so I had the sniper rifle the other day, and I was hiding in a bush, and it was um, me and somebody else, the last two players on the map, and uh, this person was building himself a little den and uh i uh, i'm sitting in a bush zoomed in headshot one hit dead nice i was very happy see i just look upon that game as a cartoon version of call of duty i don't know if it is but that's the way my brain goes it's like right anybody it's not you kill them so you know that's uh it's it's an escapism from my night job <laughs> or is it yeah it looks like the big characters you can uh, you can end up winning uh, skin wise in this are Rick and Morty. Okay. Um, it's something I've never watched, but you know a lot of people do. So. Same. 
<laughs> so well, video game wise I've been playing a little bit more Resident Evil Village which is very very good I am not amazing at Resident Evil games I think the only one I did play which I really really liked was the one that everybody hates which I think was number 5 which was all set in daylight and it was running around like South African villages and stuff like mm-hmm. that but I really really enjoyed that but the, the sort of sl- stealthy type Resident Evil ones I'm not that familiar with them so I am getting killed quite a lot in this one the graphics are amazing on the PS5 uh, I haven't been ballsy enough to put a headset on yet play in the dark <laughs> maybe one day maybe one day but uh, so far I'm enjoying it uh, so it's uh, I really use my PS5 that much because it's in the living room and that's where that's working and I don't want to I know I talked about moving it upstairs into the other room but I opted to instead go through the remainder of Halo the Master Chief collection on the Xbox Series S and finish that off and then mm-hmm. I can delete that from my digital console and then re-download it obviously in the future if I need to but I've fi- finished all the single player campaigns on that got a whole bunch of achievement points I'm very very happy so now I'm going to the PlayStation 4 which is upstairs and I'm going through a lot of the digital games that I've got on that and I will try and complete those and then delete those so I'm starting the long process of the transition over to the PlayStation 5 because obviously if I'm going to buy a new game I'm going to buy it for the PS5 now and I'm not going to buy a PS4 game unless it was crazy cheap so that's pretty much what I've been doing so a bit lot of Halo Um, I was playing the Division 2 on the PS4 today and uh, do you ever get it when you don't play a game for a while and then you're like, I can't even remember what the jump button is? Oh, yeah. I, uh, you know, me, I was a big Minecraft fan. You know, every every podcast I'd say, oh, I played a bit of Minecraft. But I've neglected it for Fortnite uh, over the, the past month. And uh, I went back onto it the other day. And uh, I was uh, breaking blocks that I didn't mean to break <laughs> and, and everything. I'm like, how do I forget the button oh, so so easily I, I used to be really well I was really good at the division and now I can't even I still don't know what the jump button is it's like what <laughs> the hell I'm on you know I've played a lot of that game so I don't know it's how many games do you play simultaneously you know I tend um, to play one maybe two but they're very different types of games that I'll play at the same time yeah um, I'm similar only a few where usually kind of especially if I'm paying money towards them, I kind of dedicate my time to it because it seems daft only to play it for a, for an hour here and there every so often. Um, like this past week, um, like I say, I've played a little bit of Minecraft. Um, Fortnite was the major one. Tomb Raider a few weeks ago. I've also played... Um, oh, what's the, the name of it now? Um, it's that good. Um <laughs> Insidious 2, I believe. Is that a game? Uh, it's a game um, based on, like, kind of the the um, the dark, um, evil Superman that was turned, kind of tricked into to killing Lois Lane and his or, or whatever. Um, is, it, and, is this like a fighting game? Yeah, it's not called Insidious 2, but I know the game, and I will, the name Isn't will it? the name will come back to me when when it's we're doing it. But it's something very in, close in, to that. Yes, um, and uh, yeah, it it just didn't grab me. Um, there wasn't really enough going on. Uh, Injustice. Injustice. Yeah, that Injustice was, I was looking too, for that. Like, I know one. that name. Infamous. Sometimes it's not infamous because that's a different game. It's not Insidious. Uh, yes, so we know it. 
Um, so yeah, um, I played on that. I played on uh, the Power Rangers game um, for the Xbox. Um, what is it? Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Um, again, it didn't grab me. It, it's very much a remake of uh, Mortal Kombat, um, but with the Power Rangers characters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm kind of. I'll download a few games with Game Pass um, every few weeks and just try them out. And if something kind of, uh, you know, comes across as being good, then it'll stay. If not, it goes. And uh, so far, I haven't um, found anything. So uh, I've been sticking with Fortnite. Well, I vowed that each month I'm going to pick up one new game for the PlayStation 4. So obviously Resident Evil Village was the one I got last month. I've already got Resident... Uh, I've already got Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I think I might pick up the new Ratchet and Clank game, which has just come out for the PS5, which apparently is one of the most gorgeous games ever. So can't go wrong with a platformer. But uh, no, not at all. I may end up picking that up come payday. After talking about platformers, though, have you ever gone back to something like, um, you know, Super Mario and realised that? You used to be amazing, now you're not so good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much most of the games that I've ever gone back to, you go, oh, I'm going to go play like Medal of Honor or whatever again. And you're like, I don't even know, why Why can't I hit anything? I'm about, <laughs> I'm about as good with a gun as a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. But it's weird, isn't it? I think it's, I don't know, I don't know what what it is that causes that, where we are so damn good at a game, we put it down for like three weeks, we go back, or sometimes longer than three weeks, and then you're like, I am just shit at this game. I cannot play it whatsoever. Which is why I've not touched any video editing for a while. Don't even know what video (laughs) editing is anymore. Haven't got a clue. So, you know, that can stay on my hard drive at some point. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think that about covers it for video gaming. What have you watched on the old television box? TV-wise. Right. Um... TV shows, the only thing uh, I've watched that's new is uh, Sweet Tooth. Yep. Um, you know, for those who don't know, I love Sweet Tooth, and I love Sweet Tooth. What is it? Um, what is it then? Because I've heard you talk right, about it. So, I have not got a damn clue what it is. Uh, a Netflix original made by Warner Brothers, which I have to say, Warner Brothers has done an amazing job. The, the show looks gorgeous and apparently the budget it has is mega so it should look gorgeous um it's uh, about a pandemic believe it or not um just the, just what we need isn't it really a show about yeah, what yeah. i am <laughs> the that basically has has meant that some babies are being born um kind of hum, uh, human human uh, animal hybrids so um, there could be, I don't know, a hedgehog human or a deer human or a pig human. Um, and because this virus has caused it, um, there is an organization that's basically been put together to exterminate uh, these hybrids um, because they feel that that is how we're going to regain normality. So um, it starts off on episode one with um the dad and um a baby kind of running into a forest and uh coming across um a an old shack that's uh needs doing up and they basically live there until the boy grows older um away from humanity and uh, the evil that is 
after them. Okay. Um, but, you know, as a, a post-apocalyptic thing, to me, it didn't sound like anything. It's, you know, anything post-apocalyptic, I will check it out. Sure. But as soon as I watched the first episode, I was absolutely hooked and couldn't put it down, as, as you heard, and now I'm waiting for season two. So if you like kind of that post-apocalyptic world, and just check it out. You'll love Sweet Tooth. And how long are the episodes, roughly? They're roughly about 45 minutes. Okay. Uh, 50 minutes an episode, so um, they're quite watchable, and uh, the, the series as a whole is quite watchable in one chunk as well. And is it self-contained, or does it end on a cliffhanger, hence the oh, I, I Now it, Need Season 2? It, it ends on kind of the, this... It's one of those shows where there's so many things going on, which makes it so good. So you'll watch it and you'll go, ah, you know, an episode three or, or whatever. That's what that was. And this is what that was. Um, so, you know, by the time um, you've got a few answers at the end of the season one, there's so many more questions that have popped up. So uh, it's not just a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger and more. Okay. So I might just wait till season two comes out and I'll just, just hammer it all. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I am going through a lot of the stuff that I needed to get watched. That's that's still the reason why I'm not a fan of these 24-type amount of episodes, because it just takes to, so damn long and takes me away from movies, which means when I look at the amount of films I've watched this year, it is not as many as it should have been. So Yeah, these these 24-episode things, they're terrible, aren't they, Stuart? So 24, that's one of your favourite shows, right, 20, Stuart? 24 is one of my all-time <laughs> favourite shows. I am currently on my third rewatch of the entire run of that show. How so, many episodes per season do we have of 24? Of 24, I believe it's around the 24 mark. Um, wow! Until you get to some and of the late, are they, some of the later know, seasons, like which is less twenty minute episodes. These no, they're, they're an hour. They're an hour long. Oh, the set, so, 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 the set in real time. For instance, that really, it's like the show's called Twenty Four. It's like a twenty four hour thing. Wow, it amazing! Is. That's the whole point. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing show. You should you mock, but you have not seen beyond season one. So you know it is a great show. Uh, we're also watching ER. We're on season five, episode mm-hmm. ten at the minute. So I've seen the show Old before, and it hasn't. George Clooney is is still in it, so he's still there. So before he buggers off to go be a big old movie star. But uh, it's just an easy, I need easy shows to watch. I know you've got your Big Bang Theory where you're like, you know what, I don't want to think. Just put something on yep. and the Big Bang Theory ticks that box. For things I'm probably like on me. my sixth or seventh rewatch of the, really? the whole thing now of Big Bang Theory. Oh, it's God. crazy. I've watched it, I think, I've seen some seasons more than once, but generally I think anything beyond season four or five, I think I've only seen once. Because there, were just, there was like 20-something episodes of that, wasn't there? But that's great because it was week to week so that was not too bad um so have you not even watched the new loki have you not watched that which dropped on disney plus today i haven't not yet it, it is. is on my it's uh, all right. watch list it's all it right is. it's it's uh, does it, i'm a bit like, and i'm not going to ruin any of it at all because people haven't watched it yet but a it's great to see tom hiddleston back as loki that's mm-hmm. pretty much the only reason you need to watch the show, isn't it, really? Because it's like, I like that <laughs> character. I want to watch more of that. There's, there's, there's like bits in it where you sort of, you can't remember. You're like, okay, is this tied into another movie? I can't remember. Because I like the Marvel movies, but I'm mm-hmm. not an encyclopedia for them. Well, actually, this is the scene in such and such. I don't remember any of that. It's like I've watched yeah. all the Marvel movies other than I never finished Black Panther. Uh, I haven't seen Captain Marvel. And I think 
and I haven't seen any of the uh, the TV shows. So I haven't seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I haven't seen One Division. Um, I haven't seen Daredevil, Punisher, um, what uh, Luke Cage. And so any of the TV ones, I've just not watched. But I thought, you know what? I like Tom Hiddleston. Um, he was looking over a balcony at me once, so therefore we're friends. And so I thought I'd check it out, and it's it's all right. It's good. It's worth watching. Good. Well, I have to say, when it comes to the Marvel movies, um, probably my favourite um, kind of line of movies from that uh, at the moment is Thor. I, I love the Thor line, so uh, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to this. Yeah, it's good. There will be, I think, eight episodes in total. They're just around the hour mark, so they're quite good. And the first, you know, running time, and the first one dropped today. So I don't think there is any major massive spoilers that the internet can go blah, 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 and ruin it because we know how much the internet does love to ruin shit like that. But I don't think there was anything major in this other mm-hmm. than maybe describe what the plot point is of this. So there's no there's no massive, oh, my God, look at all these cameos. You know, like, it's like, sure, thanks, I'm not watching that. Yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's just, I think it's just getting everybody back to seeing Tom Hiddleston back as Loki. But uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to check it out because I know that when I go back into work tomorrow night, Jade and Abel are going to be talking about it, and I can actually go, do you know what? I've seen it. It's all right, guys. Because I think there was... With one division, I hadn't, so they had to avoid having a conversation with each other <laughs> while I was in the same chat channel. And it's like, seriously, I'm not that bothered about one division. It's you can ruin it if you want, but they they very respectfully didn't. So, um, guys, you can chat about Loki. I don't care. I've seen it, so it mm-hmm. is very very good. So, movies. Have you watched a whole bunch of movies, or have you only watched a few? <sighs> Seven, I think. Okay. Well, six and a half because I'm halfway through the one uh, that I was watching uh, earlier. I've only seen eleven this week, so I've had a quiet week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my god, can't you tell the next work in different shifts? So, what have you? We'll, we'll sort of take turns. What have, What have you watched? Go tick one of your list. Right. The first one on my list is a movie called The Hike, and it stars Zara Fillion from uh, our our sci-fi whales. Uh, friend yeah um it's uh, a movie i believe you've seen Stuart. i have I, i've seen it a few years ago and i have the dvd somewhere in my house and i do have a dvd commentary for that if you ever want me to send that to you so you can listen no, to you. more of it okay <laughs> spoiler about whether rob liked the movie you know god what is the um, hike about then so you you've got a uh, a group of women who decide um, to get away from things, take uh, go on a hike, a, a camping trip, as it were, um, and uh, and just kind of uh, have time together to uh, get away from the real world. And uh, you know, on the way, they um, kind of unfortunately end up in i don't know how to describe it really other than um you know the trap of horrible bastards basically. yeah horrible yeah. nasty unbelievable people now isn't this the film because it is god when did it come out i saw it like a year after it came out it came out in 2011 so it's about mm. It's at least eight years since I've watched it. But aren't these uh, aren't the women out and about enjoying a weekend, and then they meet these people and like, oh, come over here and sit around our campfire? And the women very stupidly go, all right, and 
Yeah. And you're like, we, the audience, are like, no, please don't do that because that never ends well in a mm-hmm. movie. And that's where the whole dumb thing spirals out of control, really, isn't it? If I remember rightly enough. Yeah. Um, you know, when I'm not putting anything, um, you know, uh, against the uh, the actors in the film no. um my my real problem with this film um is the well one um i i don't believe it it just doesn't ring like it could be a true story for me and uh, you know and i i don't want to give it away as to why but um it just doesn't seem like it would be real unless um you know the 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 nasty um, people on there met on uh, you know nasty bastards or something like that. Um, it, it's a bit like though when we watch a horror film and you go, oh my god, there's a crazy lunatic with a knife. I know, I'll hide in the basement, <laughs> or or if somebody's chasing me, I'll run up to the top of the skyscraper and hide on the roof. You're like, no, somebody's going to go off that roof. I think you've got to suspend your disbelief. But I remember watching the film years ago, and it was a case of. I feel quite uncomfortable watching this film. This is this is not a film I'm going to run around to my friends and and recommend from a storyline point of view. Going, oh my god, this is amazing! You're going, to, I'm going to watch it again tomorrow. It's quite gritty and yeah, and grim if I remember rightly enough, which is probably why I've just watched it once. And to be honest, I you know when it all kicked off, I was you know really um, kind of cheering Zara on, going, come on, kick their asses. Well, because we know that she can. That's I know the thing. Exactly. We we you know we know that she goes on to be in Marvel's Doctor Strange and and Tribal and stuff. We're like, go on, do it. But it's, maybe she didn't realise this is. I think. Well, this, this is the problem. She, her character, her hands were tied. That you know, the the writing just said, don't kick their asses. Yep. Whereas we know that she damn well could. Yep. But this was, I think, way down her filmography. It was. So it was probably she, like the third or fourth thing she did. I think. I think it was. Uh, she'd done like uh, I think yeah four things. So she'd done crops, underground, rage of the innocent, and then the hike. So I think she was at the early days of uh, I'm going to kick everybody's arse and knock them through the screen, which mm-hmm. she does wonderfully, and uh, that's how we're familiar with her as well. So, mm-hmm. but would you recommend watching it, or would you sort of say skip? I'd say skip it. Skip it. Even if it was a case of, oh, I'm a fan of Zara Fithian, I've not seen that film. Do you think it showcases what she can do well, or just skip it and watch something else that you're probably going to no, talk about as well? Um, I, I'd still say skip it, unless you're one of these purists who want to watch everything, you know. Yeah. Um, then by all means... Which that was like me, because I'd seen her in He Who Dares in 2014, and then I thought, right, well, looking at her filmography, there weren't that many films out there we could go, let me see what else she's done, other than, like, short films. And that was when I picked up The Hike, mm-hmm. so which I, I still have at some point. But, uh, yeah, there you go. So, what else are you watching? Then? Right. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, being good friends with Zara, be, both of us being good friends with Zara, um, I thought, I can't leave it there. You know, I'm I'm not letting you know poor writing um, get the better of us. So I'm going to watch something else, and uh, I uh, I um, found uh, Tribal Get Out Alive, which you know I've yeah. seen all the the hype on Twitter, um, you know, and and all that kind of good stuff. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to give that a try. And the best thing about it is it also has Rosso Hennessy in, which again, another Sci-Fi World's guest and uh, a bloody good chap. So um, 
I, I stuck that one on and this is the film you want to go out and watch if uh, if you're a Zara Fithian fan or a Rosso Hennessy fan. You know, it's, it's a, a, a great independent film. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, Zara and Ross are kind of, um, I think, ex-military um, who are now um, kind of serving as bailiffs. Um, and uh, when they take on one job, things start to get a bit spooky they do um but yeah um again it's not one of those things that i say it's believable but i think it's actually more believable than than the hike (laughs) um and that's saying something um but you know it's it, it just fits that um you know it is that type of film where it's not supposed to be kind of based on true story uh, or anything like that and uh you know it's well worth watching the acting's fantastic um you know the the story's good you know as long as you you get over um one one point about escape you know but but as you say it's you know you put that down to the film where um somebody runs up to uh the you know the top floor of a house or (laughs) into the basement um rather than out the front door that's right there i think though i think a lot of people watch films and go oh that had never happened it's like you don't know what what would happen you don't know if you were chased by crazy vicious nasty shit bags you don't know you might run into tunnels or uh, into cellars or onto the roof we don't know we may well do we may we may well make these silly decisions do you remember um the the crazy clown phase of uh kind of british (laughs) history where people were dressing up as clowns and scaring people was that even real though because i remember all we ever ever saw was pictures of people going look i've spotted a crazy clown i never saw a crazy clown i didn't know anybody in real life that actually saw one true and i hadn't as well but i (laughs) made up my mind when when uh, the uh the news was covering all this that if a crazy clown tried to scare me i was gonna run after them I always think, and a very good uh, myth, uh, whatever the word is, good way to think about life is what would Zara do? Yeah. And you spin kick the crazy kick clown in the face. right in the fucking face and <laughs> knock their mask off. Yep. So if ever you're a little bit troubled in life, just think what would Zara do or what mm-hmm. would Ross do? And they would just, you know, Ross would punch you through a wall. I was going to say, Zara Ross would, would punch, Ross wall, would punch yeah. straight through that wall and Zara would just whoosh, and take its head off with a single kick. So, but it was fun. I enjoyed Tribal. I'd done yeah. a lot of sort of uh, you know sharing of the trailers and sharing of the cover art and and stuff like that. And then I sat down and watched the film. And for me, there's always a little bit of nerves because it's like when I'm covering a film and I know the people that are in it and I know all the hard work they're doing. And I always sit down. and I'm like, please don't be shit, yeah. <laughs> because it's like, how do you possibly? One thing I'd never ever do is go. Oh my god, this film's amazing! I really enjoyed it. If I didn't, yeah, and it, there has been occasion when I've watched a film and I've not enjoyed it, and I'm like, oh crap, do I run around and say I enjoyed it? You're like, nope, because nobody would then believe anything I ever said. I don't really want to go out and go. Oh, I watched this film and it sucked. So I thought, oh my god. So there's always a bit of nerves, and I remember watching Tribal, and very very quickly I might wrap them in. I mean, yeah. and I had such a blast watching it. I think the the chemistry between Ross and Zara on screen was brilliant. They yeah. looked like they'd been in a whole bunch of movies previously. 
you know, they're like the tango and cash of the of the, the bailiff <laughs> world. And it's a case of you could easily convince somebody, oh yeah, this is like the fifth one in the series and those characters and they would go, All right, I believe it. Mm-hmm. It was very, very believable. So I think they're a great pairing. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and looking at where it ended as well, if they did yeah. come out with a second one, I'd be in. I'd be watching that again. Whereas, uh, unfortunately, like I say, the hike would be well. I'd, uh, <laughs> you're not you're not ready for another hike. I'd be on my bike. But you are ready for a tribal get alive again. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, they can have that name. I don't mind. Use it or whatever. Just give me a thank you credit on my uh, IMDb. So, but no, I had a blast watching that. That was a lot of fun. While you're working your way down the the Zara Fithian uh, filmography, if you've not mm-hmm. already checked out Cannibals and Carpet Fitters, I highly recommend that one as well. You will have a blast. I watching don't think that film. it's on anything at the moment that I've got access to, but I will keep my eyes out. Well, when I visit you next, I will loan you the DVD because I do have the DVD. I made sure I purchased that one. So it's, okay. Uh, but yeah, definitely put it on your watch list. Cannibals and Carpet Fitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. you are familiar with. I would also check out He Who Dares, which was the first film that I saw Zara in. Rodney. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but there's no Rodneys. There's no Rodneys, no Dale Boys in that one. I do have Knights of the Damned and Dragon Kingdom to watch. They are buried in my DVD collection, and I believe Ross is in those too. Yes, so there he is indeed. Yep, very good. So there's a whole bunch, whole bunch. There's enough Zara films out there for just to just keep you entertained for ages. Sounds good to me. So what else did I? Well, I started my James Bondathon, which <laughs> I decided to do. Um, I've I've watched two so far, so I've watched Doctor No from 1962, and about 10 minutes before this podcast, I finished watching From Russia With Love from mm-hmm. 1963. It's very strange going back watching those films now, because in, in From Russia With Love, Sean Connery slaps a woman right in the face, <laughs> and be like, oh my god. Um, but these are films of their time, of course. I'm not <laughs> going to rewrite history and go, these must be removed from history, because they're No, nope, just make sure you on your DVD slap. collection write a little post-it note with a warning sticking on the front of the box so you know next time I'm just going to re-edit the film and just put a warning on the beginning of it going please if you're a sensitive little fucking snowflake please don't watch this film because you may <laughs> you may find it offensive and cry yourself to sleep uh, but they are, they're really good uh, I'm looking forward to when I get to the Roger Moore ones mm-hmm. because for me he is my Bond uh, what about you, Who's who? when you think of James Bond who do you go to? If anybody at all. Um, for me, uh, pretty much Sean Connery. Really? Okay. Yeah. Did you see... You probably saw Roger Moore ones before Sean Connery ones, or, or did you see the Sean Connery ones on a TV broadcast beforehand? Um, I possibly saw Sean Connery first, I think. You know, Christmas movies and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't even know there was another Bond. I remember watching a whole... Because the, the first Bond movie that I ever saw... I think it was Moonraker, and I saw that at the cinema in 1979. So I was taken to cinema to watch that when I was eight years old, uh, because obviously it was like, oh, space shuttles, and it's just going to be like Star Wars, it's going to be amazing. And then I saw a whole bunch of the Roger Moore ones, and then I remember hearing, yeah, but he's not as good as the other Bond. I'm like, what other Bond? There's another Bond. <laughs> what? And so I remember watching some of the Sean Connery ones, and I'm like, eh, is he ain't no Roger Moore, though, is he? Because I watched them in the wrong order. But I, I don't know, I think the Sean Connery ones are they work well as quite serious films mm-hmm. but the Roger Moore ones were more campy fun yeah you know lots of gadgets and 
and all that sort of stuff. And you can't go wrong with a aha theme song, which was <laughs> not even Roger Moore, that was Timothy Dalton. So we'll move on to that later on. But Duran Duran and stuff like that. It's, it's, so I do prefer the Roger Moore ones. But, mm. you know, my favourite Bond, the one I think was the best, is Timothy Dalton, though. Yeah. He's my favourite. But mm. uh, for me, my definitive who do I think of when I think of Bond is Roger Moore. In the same way, who do I think of when somebody says Doctor Who, it's Tom Baker for me. Yeah. That's my definitive one, even though there were Doctor Who's before and Doctor Who since. And there were there were some companions in Doctor Who since, and there are some companions that nobody really talks about now because they've been put on the old uh, we don't talk about them list. So, you know, I would like to say who that was, but I'm not allowed to talk about it because it's been cancelled, I'm guessing. That's it's all right as long as you cool. talk about the, um, the one from the alternative universe. Is it all right if you talk about that one? Well, yeah, right. cause, uh, in that one, you know, everything's fine. Oh, good. Yeah, I think we do need some alternate universes. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm enjoying... I don't even know which Bond movie is next because I've not got my list, but uh, I am going to watch them all in order. I have got them all, and um, I'm not sure whether I will finish them all before No Time to Die comes out, but I'll pretty much make sure that I do because that would really piss me off if I, if I don't quite get to the last one. But uh, I'm enjoying them. They're, they're pretty good. So that's what I'll finish watching tonight. What, what's next off your list? Uh, next on my list is a movie called Oxygen mm-hmm. um, on Netflix. Um, now, this one um, isn't actually um, shot in English, um, but the the way the film is filmed and where it takes place um you don't notice that much the dubbing's fantastic and uh you know so still highly watchable and i really recommend it um the the whole film is pretty much shot inside a um kind of this cryogenic pod okay um you know, so there's there's no kind of big expensive sets or s- scenes. It is just one location. Um, you know, this woman who wakes up in this chamber and she's got no idea how she got there. And unfortunately, the oxygen is running out. Oh, no. Um, you know, it's such a clever film. I love films like this. One location, um, you know... You, you know anybody in a way could shoot it as long as you've got you know the imagination to to come up with the story um you know there's there's you know no expensive location shoots or all, anything like that it's just you know one location um pretty much one actor um you know granted there is um a uh, kind of a, a, an artificial intelligence voice as well and you know, uh, you know there there is a few extras, but you know, still such a clever film, well worth checking out if you've got a Netflix sub- subscription. So I love films that have one location because it's, mm. uh, as you said, anybody can do it, but it's very difficult to make it clever yeah. and to hold your attention. So it's like if somebody manages to do that, it's like I'm in because I want to see how impressive. Yeah. That uh, that it can be done. So I will be checking that one out. I know you'd recommended that to me on a on a phone call previously. Mm-hmm. So one of the best single location films I've seen is the Ryan Reynolds starring Buried, where okay. it, it is him inside a coffin Lovely. for the duration of the film, and that's it. You're like that is like the ultimate 
uh, single location film because he wakes up and he's like, oh my God, somebody's buried me alive and all <laughs> he's got is a mobile phone with limited battery life on it. Mm-hmm. And it's that's pretty much the film and it's very, very clever. Uh, or you've got open water, which is two people just bobbing up and down in the sea mm-hmm. after their boat beggars off and leaves them there and sharks are circling. So that's also another one of my favourite single location movies. So, good stuff. Uh, but I've been in a big nostalgia thing. Uh, so I've been like running back to these films from, from either before I was born or <laughs> after I was born, but I've not seen for absolutely ages. Yeah. And uh, I watched 1973's High Plains Drifter starring Clint Eastwood, wow. which was the film that I'd found. I'd be going through all my DVDs and going, well, I've got loads of DVDs here that are probably I'm just going to watch once and then I can just get rid of because how many times am I going to watch these films? I have way too many films. So High Plains Drifter was on there. I thought, I can't remember, can't remember this film. I know I've seen it, but I can't remember it. So I put it on and my God, that's, that's one of the best Clint Eastwood Westerns. He just shows up in town and they they sort of say, hey, Clint Eastwood, we need you to defend our town because three horrible people are getting out of prison and they're going to come back and get us. And he's like, all right. And so we'll give you whatever we want. So he kind of takes over the town mm-hmm. and uh, it turns out that his character was actually murdered there many, many years ago, but they don't seem to remember him. And he's uh, he's out for revenge. So it's a little bit Ooh. supernatural type thing without being blatantly supernatural. Now, you see, now, you know, the... The thought of a Western kind of, um, you know, doesn't fill me with uh, any kind of uh, hope for a movie. But now you've kind of intrigued me with that. It's it's interesting one because it's we've all heard about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and all mm-hmm. the, the sort of dollars trilogy and stuff. But um, there's not many sort of westerns that hint with a, a supernatural element. Really, there's not many I can think of. There probably are a couple, but I, I can't think of any. Certainly not starring Clint Eastwood. No, but it was an excellent film. So that's what I watched, and uh, and I've seen it before, and I loved it. And it's I, I put a tweet out saying, "Oh, I'm watching this," and the amount of people that came back saying, "This is my favourite Clint Eastwood wow. uh, thing." I did look on Zavi and Amazon. Because I think Clint Eastwood. I was having this chat with Annette. I said, "I think Clint Eastwood might be one of the best." filmographies to just work your way through because all mm-hmm. these films are su- super interesting they're all well made you know they're, they're not all the same and there is a clint eastwood box set out there with 60 movies in it i think it's something like 63 discs <laughs> and it's like 250 quid this thing so i looked at it and i'm like mm. but then i read the reviews and everybody's like yeah the packaging sucks because all the discs fell out and, this, that, oh. and i'm like i'm not paying 250 pound for a 60 disc or 63 disc box set where they're all falling out and getting scratched mm-hmm. i'm good i think i'll just watch them when they pop up on tv but uh yeah so i'm I've, i'm enjoying uh heading back watching a bit of the old clint eastwood so who's 91 the other week wow happy birthday clint happy birthday clint friend of the show clearly so what's next on yours uh, next is a film called Edge of Extinction so okay. uh, this is I think a British indie film again um, it's set after World War 3 so um, most of the population kind of um, been killed off uh, at some point uh, or other and uh, you're, you're following uh, the life of uh, a man who has been kind of living on his own, kind of enjoying his own um, kind of time and and just kind of getting on with things as best you can. Um, and then 
you know, a spanner's thrown into the works when um, a woman turns up and is followed by um, some not-so-nice people. Oh, no. Seems to be a bit of a theme here. You're watching lots of films that involve not-so-nice people. I know, it's Stu Miller who's got had an effect on me already. <laughs> Stu Miller's fucked her brains up. <laughs> <laughs> he does do that, actually. He, he, he does that. It's one of the side effects podcasting. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I've just seen a tweet from Abel. Somebody's uh, put out a tweet saying, quote this tweet with your full body picture and your height. So Abel's put five foot ten, should have been six foot if I didn't have a belly. <laughs> so I did as a picture of him stood next to a car. So uh, so does that mean he's got like a, I don't know, should, so his belly is dragging his height down. Is that what he's trying to say, I think? Uh, maybe his belly's like kind of curving his spine. Possibly. It's, it's caused him back damage. Yeah. Uh, and the really funny thing is, he'll be listening to this in like a day or so. so he'll be like, "Oh my god, you saw my tweet." I, yes, I've got the same good. problem, Abel. I should be about eight plus, but <laughs> unfortunately, it's six gra- foot six is the is the most I can go to. It's gravity. That's what it is. It's uh, it's gravity and lockdown. <laughs> you know, it's the the COVID virus has messed us up. It's um, it has shrunk her thing or whatever. I've got my second jab booked in on the twenty fifth of July, so Ooh. you know. And I am actually already off work, so yay, can't wait for those days off. <laughs> I was hoping it'd be while I was at work, because then, you know, I could have some time off. I have so, to say, my second one wasn't as bad as the first one. Okay. See, my first one wasn't that bad. It was alright, I just felt a bit shit for like 24 hours, but I knew it was coming. And uh, and the second one, I think, hammered her neck quite bad. She was sort of flu-ridden for like four days. But she doesn't do what I do. And it's like, right, I don't feel well. Therefore, everything else can wait. Yep. I'm going to rest. Mm-hmm. She's the, mm, I, I don't feel well. I know I should rest, but I've got all these things I need to do that don't really need doing urgently, but I'm going to do them anyway. And then it's going to wear me out even more. And I'm going to feel like shit longer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she, she's a <laughs> bit of a crap patient. So, um so next thing I watched is a film that, that was released this week called Nobody, which you may have seen the trailer for. It's starring your friend and friend of the show, clearly, because we talk about him often, uh, Mr. Bob Odenkirk from mm-hmm. Better Call Saul. And imagine uh, Saul Goodman, or rather Bob Odenkirk, playing the, a role, mm-hmm. and there's a home invasion. Mm-hmm. And it don't quite go to plan. He, he he doesn't really punch anybody. He just feels feels like his man card has been removed from him because he sort of let his family down. And his son's mad at him because like, Dad, you should have killed them all. And you didn't. You're a you're a useless parent. So he kind of snaps, and he then starts to pursue these home invaders. And it's a bit like the Better Call Saul meets John Wick. Okay, I'm in already. Where do I watch I'm it? In. I'm in. <laughs> um, I think it'll probably be out on some of the digital platforms. It's mm-hmm. going to come out cinemas, and it'll probably be around on, on screeners and stuff. But this was one that Abel recommended to me. Um, boy, I owe Abel a big old recommendation. So Because uh, it was amazing. It was literally like Saul is John Wick. <laughs> it was great. And Annette said she preferred it to John Wick. And I'm like, how dare you? John Wick is amazing. But John Wick isn't really believable, is it? No. This one is. Yeah. So it's uh, absolutely fantastic. So it's called Nobody. Ooh. Right, well, the next one on my list is uh, a film from, I think, over 10 years ago now. Um, 
but it's the first time I saw it. It's called Scorched. Okay. So that one, uh, you, do, you always do really well at films I've never even heard of. Well, this one, maybe it'll ring a bell when I um, tell you about it or tell you who's in it. So it stars Alicia Silverstone, Woody Harrelson, Rachel Laycook, and John Cleese. Okay, I don't think I've seen it, but that's a good cast. It is. Um, so um, it, it centers around um, this small town bank um, where... Um, three of the employees decide to um, enhance their life by robbing the bank, but they all choose the same weekend to do it. <laughs> okay. And That's obviously, n- n- they don't know that the others are uh, performing a-, a heist themselves as well. Um, yeah. I really th- enjoyed this film. You know, it it was just one of those, um, you know, put on easy to watch um like you say fantastic cast um and yeah a bit of fun so uh, i really enjoyed it i think that's what i decided that's what i needed is just to stare at a film mm. and the next the next ones that i rattle on with they back my case up uh, <laughs> at all and horrifying it it's like i think nowadays and there are a lot of good films out nowadays but everything seems to be super polished marketed like crazy we've seen what the internet thinks of it and it's all judgmental and the harsh and everybody's looking at how much money it makes and if you look at some of the movies i mean we right we love critters mm. right the, the first critters you know let's not discuss the sequels because we'll, we'll focus on one film critters is amazing yeah it's a fun film it's it's well made it's great and we would watch it if it's on tv now we'd go we're not podcasting we're going to watch critters so i love critters you love critters if that film came out now, it would get torn apart. I oh, don't yeah. think that film would come out now because they'd be like, "Look at the monsters! Don't even look real!" Blah, blah, blah. Should have done more. Should have done this. Should have. And they would just bitch and moan and complain to the point that the critters that we love would never even see the light of day because mm-hmm. the film studio would go, "Oh, we can't release that." Blah 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 blah. blah. And I think there's a lot of that with films nowadays. Yeah. And it really, it really makes me sad because it's like, I, I don't watch movies, and I know you don't. Thinking, right. I'm about to watch a documentary. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to watch films about post-apocalyptic things and and cooties and and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and critters and Ewoks running around. And it's like, I don't like the Ewoks. It's, it's like kids in suits. Yes, it was. Shut up. Enjoy your Ewoks movies. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I just movies are supposed to be fun. Yeah. And they should be fun, mm-hmm. and people need to shut up and get a grip <laughs> and just watch it. So I decided last night that I was going to sit down and I was going to watch... Well, this is like an ongoing project, so I've got a couple at the minute. I've got the James Bond project, which I've watched too. And then after chatting with the wonderful guys on the Golden Globus podcast over the past few years, we usually jump on and we'll chat about a canon movie so produced by Golan and Globus and you remember you if I showed you the Canon logo you'd remember it from the 80s and 90s it's there it's uh it's one of those yes I'm going to sit down and watch something really cheesy really stupid shit's going to blow up and and either Chuck Norris Charles Bronson or Michael Dudikoff whoever's going to kick people through walls and it's just going to be absolute carnage and so I've decided I'm going to work my way through all the canon movies, nice. which is quite a lot, which is a lot of movies, I might add. So I've printed out a list. I've got a highlighter pen from Annette. It's a green highlighter pen. And then once I've watched one, I score it off my list. So, so far in the past month, because I figured I've seen a lot of these before, but 
some of them I've watched within the past six weeks. I thought, well, I don't really need to rewatch those because I've watched them stupidly recent, so I can take them off. So, so far, and Golden Globus guys who do listen, please be impressed. And anytime you want me to be a permanent host in your podcast, uh, ask somebody else because your time zones are weird. And you know, <laughs> I got I got sleep. No, seriously. So I've watched uh, Fifty Two Pickup, Death Wish Four, Death Wish Five, Death Wish Three, Life Force, and Runaway Train. And in the past 48 hours, I've watched from 1988, Messenger of Death, in which Charles Bronson is a newspaper reporter who goes undercover in a in a Mormon community to stop uh, a mass murderer coming around and shooting people. I don't quite know why a newspaper reporter would go undercover in a in a Mormon community, though. Mm. Okay, can you just right? Uh, so, what's your experience on Charles Bronson movies? Uh, what's your thoughts on canon movies, Rob? Uh, canon movies, you've missed out by by far the best canon movie in my mind, which is Masters of the Universe. Love that film. And that was it. I haven't seen that's one I'll have to watch at some point. Is the Masters of the Universe? Mm. Oh God, oh God. <laughs> but yeah, I'll probably rewatch that at some point. Um, and, and the effects don't look um, that dated because I think a lot of them are practical again, not not yeah. CGI. So, um, you know, I sat down and watched Master of the Universe um, only a few years ago. And before that, it was probably about six years ago um, with a friend back in Stoke. And, um, yeah, we, we commented at the time just, you know, how well it held up to time. It does, doesn't it? And as you just nailed it perfectly on the on the, the skull of Skeletor. That was why could I not think of the skull? <laughs> oh my god! And that's how long since I've seen that film. It's because they were practical. Yeah. So I watched Messenger of Death. Then I decided I'm going to watch from 1986 Avenging Force, um, which is about a guy who it's kind of like a hard target. If you ever seen that Van Damme film, where mm-hmm. it's like a human safari type movie. Okay. And Avenging Force is a little bit like that. That's kind of bonkers. It's not an amazing film, but I don't care. I watched it anyway. Then from 19... This is all in like one 24-hour period, by the way. Uh, from 1988, I decided to venture into Chuck Norris land and uh, double bill it with Invasion USA from 86 and uh, Hero and the Terror from 1988. Hero and the Terror, Chuck Norris plays a cop who, I don't even know why there are other cops on the police force, because you don't need them when you've got Chuck Norris. Um, he, years before, he'd taken out the serial killer played by Jack O'Halloran, who played none in the Superman movies. You know, mm-hmm. the quiet woman, weird. Yeah, yeah. So he played serial killer. He gets out of prison and starts hunting down people again, and Chuck Norris goes, oh, hang on a minute, that serial killer that's supposed to have died, I reckon it's him. And, uh, and he goes to save the day. Uh, Invasion USA is about a bunch of terrorists, who invade America. That's a very strange film to watch post 9-11 because obviously back in the 80s it was like, oh, this will be cool and we can have rockets. And when I, now you watch it and you're like, mm, this film would never get made now in the same way. But uh, spoiler, Chuck Norris saves the day in Invasion USA. And then last night about half 11 I decided to put on 1991's The Hitman starring 
Chuck Norris, who's a detective <laughs> who gets killed, but he doesn't really get killed. He comes back with a big old mullet and like sort of uh, oily hair, and he goes undercover in drug wars and tries to pit the two sort of drug families together whilst uh, kicking people through windows and stuff like that. So I'm I'm kind of battering through a lot of these canon movies. In the next few days, I'm going to be rewatching Cobra, starring Sylvester Stallone. So I'll probably. Uh, I'll, pr- I'll try and pick up Masters of the Universe as well, I think, and uh, do that. But Canon have done a lot of movies, mm-hmm. and a lot of them, a lot of them are shit. But uh, <laughs> they did such classics as Superman Four: The Quest for Peace, just to sort of uh, yeah. bring bring that one into the to the argument. So uh, yeah, the Canon guys can be very very impressed with my uh, my dedication to the the projects that they do. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, anything else you've watched? Uh, I watched uh, a lovely fluffy Disney film Raya nice. the Last Dragon um, oh see I need, I need to watch that yeah it, yeah it finally dropped so it's not on their kind of premium um, kind of um, paywall thing so if, as long as you've got Disney Plus you can watch it um, and yeah um, it was a lovely little um, kind of Disney film um, you know as with most Disney films I don't think there's anything bad you can say about them um, you know, I, I, I loved uh, the story behind it. Um, it's you know great to see you know Disney kind of championing um, women in kind of strong roles, and yeah, lovely film. Cool. It's weird. It's like Disney of, but they've been championing women for yeah. decades, haven't they? Really, or 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 do you think they've not? Because it's like I think back to things like Sleeping Beauty, but to be fair, she relied on a prince to save her, so maybe kick that one off. Yeah, and the trouble with Sleeping Cinderella Beauty now, thing. have you seen it's it's you know under um, kind of I was going to say under investigation, but it's not under investigation. Oh, are they mad at it? Why are they why mad at Sleeping Beauty? Why? Because she didn't give consent to be kissed by the prince. That's a that's pretty, is that a valid point? I don't know. It's like, like for, it's weird, isn't from it? From my Things point like of that. view, if I'm lying on a slab and the only way that I'm going to wake up is to be kissed, I don't care yep. if it's a frog, if it's you know a dog, if it's a man, a woman, whoever. If I've got to be kissed to be actually, you know. Be able Resur- to yeah, yeah, brought back to brought life. Back to life yeah. Then, then I'm good for it. I give my permission and consent now. What, what if, right? So you you fall down and you collapse, and Nicole's like, "Oh my god, I need to get Rob to the hospital." And she gets you to the hospital, and then you wake up and you're like, "Oh my god, the only way that we could get you back to life, Rob, was you had to be kissed by William Shatner." Would you be still alright with that? Or would you be like, "I don't know if I'm happy with that. I didn't give consent." No, no, I'd be happy. Um, you know, I'd you know hopefully catch him while he was still there and ask him for an apology for, uh, you know, sharing uh, you know untruths about me on Twitter. But otherwise, yeah. thanks for the kiss, Will, and then you just punch him right in the face. <laughs> it's weird. It's like so people are genuinely mad at yeah this, at Sleeping Beauty. It's like, and I can't. I don't know. I don't. I'm not saying I get it, and oh, I totally agree with them. I don't. But it's like. I think there's a lot of kids today that will watch Sleeping Beauty and probably pick up on that going, hang on a minute, <laughs> let me just check my uh, legal handbook. I hate there was no consent. But then on the other hand, it's a fucking cartoon for God's sake. It's like, what the hell? Mm. 
I don't. I think the world has just gone absolutely loopy. Well, it's gone absolutely crazy. It's you know, it's one of those things that's. Uh... And social media is just like I don't even reply to half the postings I see now. You look at them, and you just sort of you just giggle. It's like what if if that's what is annoying people. You know, you look at the world that we're in at the minute, and if the one thing that is pissing people off happens to be that this cartoon from the 1940s or 50s or 30s or whatever, and some cartoon drawing didn't ask, or didn't give consent <laughs> because she was unconscious anyway. It's like, oh my god, just get your priorities right. It's very, very strange. Um, but no, I think Disney, I think they've. Uh, I think Pixar have probably done better at Stronger Women. Mm. I think with the, with the Incredibles, and I think the one that springs to mind for me is Brave. Brave, yeah. Um, but even things like Finding Nemo, you know, well, kind of it was Dory that sort of you know stick as a plank because she was, but she was she was the one that led him on the right mm-hmm. sort of path. And I know she's a fish, but technically she's a female fish because she's voiced by uh, Ellen DeGeneres, so you know. It's, uh, I think there'll come a day when we just can't podcast anymore because we can't say anything because there's that many terms that we're not allowed to use or references we're not allowed to make. It's just like, you know what, I can't say anything because we're going to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's absolute madness. So anything else you've watched? Um, I have started watching uh, a film called Awake before this podcast and I will continue to watch it and finish it after the podcast. Okay. But so far, so good. Well, I, I've got a task, and I don't know whether you want to join in this task or not, but it is quite, it's a complicated one. So I'd stupidly put a tweet out the other day saying, do you think it's easy to come up with a list of your top 20 films? Mm-hmm. Or is it or is it way too difficult? And is this over and, a lifetime or? Yeah, this yeah, yeah. is like you know, your personal favourite type thing. So then a guy called Max came back and he said, 20, I couldn't do. He said, 50? I could probably do 50, but I would really struggle with 20. So then me being me, I went, ooh, a top 50. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, me, me and him have been chatting over the past few days and he was like, uh, so what rules have you got? So well, the only rules that I'd have is that these 50 films are my favourite films. These are not films that I deem are the best in the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there will be no Citizen Kane um, or Schindler's List or, on that list for me. These are my favourite films. So it's like, for example, for you, Ewoks. you could have... Yeah, exactly, that's, that's exactly where I was headed. You could have the Ewok movies on there, mm-hmm. and you are not saying that the Ewok movies are the best of the top 50s ever made, nope. but you are saying for my personal 50, Ewoks would be on there. So that's a project that I'm that I'm pondering not to be done within the next week or two because I think it's quite a hefty one Um, because it's quite weird you sort of think of a film and you go okay right got it and then you'll be watching TV or you look on Twitter and somebody will mention I've just watched such and such and you go oh shit that's on my list as well Mm -hmm. so what I'm going to periodically build up this list and we had our movie vault but we kind of keep forgetting to do that yeah so I think that may die a death and may get replaced with the top 50 lists because <laughs> I don't know how many times. I think we've put about five or six films in there, but I think we've forgotten more times than we have actually remembered. Um, so maybe maybe start pondering a, a top 50. I'm not going to put them in order. That's one of the other rules. 
I'm not, I, there's no way I could look at my list of films and go, mm, this one's number 37. Uh, oh, no, I think that one might be 37. The, the, the top two will probably be, those are two of my favourite films ever, um, but I'm not going to put the rest in order. I think that would be way too hard to do. Yeah. Well, I've got 11 on my movie vault list, so uh, that's 11 of them done. So I've probably got similar then. Yeah. Yeah, and Bob's probably got like two because he never shows up. So. <laughs> you know, but if you fancy a bit of a, a challenge at some point, maybe try and get it done by the end of the year or yeah. something along those lines. But And then uh, Max came back and he said, right, so we're not including TV shows. He went, no, we're not including... He went, oh, that's a different list then. It's like, Jesus, <laughs> I don't... I could possibly do. Usually, just be littered with Star Trek, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Star Trek, Big Bang and Theory, Star, Star Trek, Big Bang, Sweet Tooth, Sweet Tooth. Yeah, season one, Sweet Tooth, season two, pending. Um, Mork and you, Mindy. Be, hello, hello. Mork and Mindy's, Mork and Mindy's good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I put a low. Would you put a low law on your list? I'd put most of the British comedies on my list. If it was fifty top TV series, then yeah. Dad's Army, Hello, Hello, um, Faulty Towers, Only Fools and Horses, um, yeah, Open All Hours. Fools and Horses would, would definitely go on on my list. I do enjoy that show. That, to me, is my Big Bang Theory, where I'll just go onto Netflix and go, right, let's just randomly pick an episode. I'll watch that one, mm-hmm. and then I'll just uh, I'll watch it again. And then I'll stop once they win the lottery. You know, once they sell their watch, mm-hmm. that's when I stop. I don't watch anything beyond Really? That. I, have, I have seen them, but I just don't agree with it. It's like they had the best ending ever when they became stupidly rich. I did not want to see them lose the money. So <laughs> I, I pretend. They, to me, those episodes, to me, are the Crystal Skull, uh, <laughs> like the Indiana Jones thing. I'm like, nope. There, there are only three Indiana Jones movies, and there is only, I think, seven seasons of Only Fools and Horses. Nothing beyond that. So, they're uh, they're filming Indiana Jones in Yorkshire at the minute, right? They are. Um, I, I know uh, he was uh, caught cycling. I think uh, he was. So, yep. Mm. Uh, that will be interesting. I have spoke to somebody. Uh, you'll probably know who that somebody is, but we did the horror show last week, which was guest hosted by Stu Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I don't know whether we discussed it on the actual show, but I know we've discussed it afterwards of doing a science fiction one. We have. Uh, this person is very interested and consider themselves invited, so they will be there. They're a little bit busy for the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but that's, that is not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, yeah, start preparing your sci-fi things if there's any questions similar to the ones that i asked on the horror show we can start swapping those and then we'll start building it up and then we'll send them over to the guest and they can uh, they can bring their wealth of knowledge about all things sci-fi and robots and spaceships and shit like that so sounds good that will be good um I think the only other thing I've watched is a 92-minute documentary about the making of an American werewolf in London, which was on one of my Arrow Blu-rays. So yay, physical media, because it's got all these goodies on it. And I, I love I love these making of documentaries. So that was very, very cool. It showed how they did the transformation, how they got around filming the scenes with the naked guy running up to a kid in a zoo, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. So... Um, so that's probably that's one of the highlights I think this week. Well, it's funny you say that. I uh, uh, was kind of tidying up my DVD collection um, earlier, and I came across a few um, 
box sets of uh, Star Trek. And there is still documentaries in there that I haven't watched, so they've gone on my watch list. So that's why physical media's the king, mm. isn't it? Because you've got the commentaries. Yep. And it's like, you know, I've got a lot of commentaries, like 480 something commentary. That's a lot of commentaries. And and it's like, you're going to listen to all of them. I'm like, at some point, yeah. But a lot of them, they're, they're by people who aren't around anymore. Yeah. And you're like, well, I, w- I want to listen to their stuff because I'm never going to be able to listen to new content by mm-hmm. them. And the documentaries and stuff are fascinating. So, yay, physical media, Blu-rays and, uh, and DVDs. Yeah. Because there's not enough making of film things on Netflix or Amazon. Uh, yeah, true. Um, I, I was impressed, actually, that Netflix does have um, a making of um, Army of the Dead. Does it really? It does. I've watched it. Um, How long is it? Oh, it don't, please don't say 20 minutes. It's only about 35 minutes. Yeah, that's a bit better than 20 minutes. Though. Yeah, but um, it's quite good. Um, you know, because me being me, I love the behind the scenes stuff because you get to see the props and that kind of stuff. So they've got um, a, a certain scene um, in it where they show you how they did um, kind of the the leader's horse. Yes. Um, and, you know, they've got fans on this horse and they're spraying it. You know, they've got like a little water bottle spraying it down with little mist of water and, you know, saying how much they love animals. So, you know, um, they make sure they do everything to to make sure the, the horse doesn't get warm or stressed or anything like that. And, um, you know, and, you know, seeing this kind of um, suit they came up with for the horse, it was amazing. Nice. I'm definitely going to check that out. Because Netflix are really shit at advertising stuff. Oh, yeah. They go, there you go. It's on. I, the only way to learn about stuff is people telling you about it, like you just told me about the making of the Army of the Dead. So, which is nuts. Hmm. While we're on about Army of the Dead, though, my book arrived this week, and oh, it is glorious. Oh. It arrived in the... So, shout out to Forbidden Planet, because it's like two things I bought from them in the past month. And the box that shows up is huge. Because it is padded like mad. Good. It is so padded. Not like Amazon, where they just like take your book and roll <laughs> it up into a tube. <laughs> or just, you know, <laughs> slap a label on it and leave it on the edge. Um, Forbidden Planet, I've well packaged this out. It was it was in a jiffy bag, in a box, surrounded by packaging, and then in a bigger box. Nice. And uh, so, it, so it should be for that. It was, it was 80 quid, so, which is quite expensive. But it was I got number 77 out of 500. Nice. And it's uh, signed by Zack Snyder, so I'm very, very happy about that. So it's, uh, the book itself looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly the same physical size as the art of Mad Max Fury Road as well. So I now have a little bit of a collection with the art of <laughs> uh, books. But that's my latest addition to the geek wall is the, the signed Zack Snyder book. I was a bit like, do I really get it? If Army of the Dead would have been shit, mm-hmm. I probably would have cancelled the book. Yep. Because I'm like, why would I want? Yes, I want the signature, but I don't want it for crap film. But I did enjoy the film. You enjoyed the film. Stu Miller, what the hell does he know? Yeah, odd he, one out, isn't he? Don't worry about it. No way, well, he's definitely an odd one out. And um, so I thought, well, I'm keeping the book. And then it arrived. So I'm very, very happy with that. So I've now put it in a safe box in the other room. I'm not quite sure what I will add to my geek collection. Well, what I suggest is um, you you put that book on your bookshelf and then you invite me over for a coffee once uh, we decide steal, it's uh, steal it. safe. And uh, if it happens to go walk about, then uh, it wasn't me. 
I know. I'll need security cameras, I think, for some of the stuff that I've got. It's uh, I do have a pretty impressive. I'm not necessarily saying it's better than your collection. I think, to be fair though, I would probably say that we're evenly matched. Yeah. So for what you've got in quality and quantity, I have got some just stupidly rare you know, uh, things on my wall. I'm sitting about five feet away from a signed cinema poster of the Terminator signed by Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. for example. So, you know, that's pretty cool. It is. It's not a competition, but I'm definitely looking forward to just seeing some of the really cool stuff that you've got, and I think you will be suitably impressed by seeing some of the stuff that I have in my um, my thing as mm-hmm. well. So, yeah. so, there you go. Uh, so what you got planned for the coming week? I am back to work tomorrow night. I really can't be asked, <laughs> but, you know... It pays the bill. It allows me to do the other things that I do. So, yeah, you know, can't can't really complain that much. No, yes, I can. Um, I can see more Fortnite in my future. Yep. Um, I'll see maybe if I can download a, a few more games from Game Pass. Um, at the moment, I'm sorting out um some of my retro game collections. So I'm going through um Nintendo DS games at the moment. Oh wow! Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it seems like a gaming week ahead, but I'm sure there'll be some it does, uh, some it? movies thrown in as well. I've found that this week though, I've managed to catch up on so much. I'm definitely into the nostalgia mm-hmm. thing, where it's like I really want to watch these old canon movies, or or go back and play Halo, or and stuff like that. I don't know. I just I put the news on today and then thought, I don't know why I bothered, because it's just idiot politicians just arguing and talking shit, as it's probably not. Yeah. So, uh, so I thought, no, I'm done. I'm going to go upstairs and, and play on my PlayStation and just ignore the world. Well, that's the thing. And like With, with my game collection, um, I like to um, you know, make um, copies of my, uh, my games. Um, so um, I've actually got loads of different gadgets and gizmos that allow me to like kind of put in Mega Drive games, Master System, Super Nintendo, Nintendo DS, and actually rip um, the, the game as a ROM onto my computer. So I do that, and then I can play them all whenever I want, you know, without having to hunt through boxes and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's what I'm doing with the DS stuff, and then they'll get nicely packaged up and uh, put into storage with the rest of uh, things at the storage unit. It's weird how we store stuff up, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, you can't get rid of them because, for one, if I got rid no. of them, I've got to get rid of the ROM, you know, legally. Um, yeah. But um, you know, I'd never get rid of them anyway. You know. Um, it's like all the DVDs I've got. I've got. I don't know how many, but it's easily three, four hundred DVDs. And I look at them all, and I've been through them a couple of times, go, which ones can I get rid of? And I think I'd bend about 20, 25. Mm-hmm. So I've still got just short of 300 DVDs. I'm never going to rewatch all of those. <laughs> never. It's never going to happen. But I've got to keep them. Got to keep them because I might watch them at some. Never going to watch them because there's always films coming in. I'm telling you, you know, when, uh, you know, COVID-96 happens in the future and uh, that one takes out um, you know, the the world's internet. power and internet yeah. and all we've got is a little battery generator at home and you know, 
yeah. and, and a TV and a DVD player, then uh, you know people won't think we're so stupid then. No, not at all. I will always go. I mean, I'll watch things on streaming, but as soon as Army of the Dead comes out on Blu-ray, if it comes out on Blu-ray, I'm buying yeah. it. I'm loving it. Well, I've already I'm said that. I, you know, if Army of the Dead comes out, I'm buying it. Yes, yeah, same. I'll buy it and I'll put it on my shelf and it's fine. I like streaming purposes in the same way Game Pass is interesting. Mm. But it's like, if I like the game, then I'll buy the yeah. game. And that's that's pretty much the way I'm going to go. But uh, I think after I finish this podcast, I'm going to get edited, get it online so that Abel can listen to us talking about his, uh, his, his six-foot belly or whatever the hell it was <laughs> while he's working. Um, and then I'm just going to sit and probably play some video games. And I always like it when we've just finished podcasting because it's like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I need to watch. There's no notes I need to type up. I'm done. It's the most relaxed I am in the entire mm-hmm. week. And then once I wake up tomorrow, I'll be like, right, I need to watch some stuff for the next episode. Yep. So... I have been working on my book as well, my little autobiography, Ooh. so I've decided I keep going over the same. It's currently 131 pages. Uh, the last two, three pages are just notes going in 2015, I did this, 2016, I did that. So I need to fill that out at some point. But I keep going over the same 100 pages or so going, right, oh, I've forgotten this bit, I've forgotten that bit, let's spell check this, let's spell check that. And I'm never really moving on to the next stuff. So I decided, right, I'm going to go through a whole bunch of pages. And then once that section is done, I'm printing it out. Mm-hmm. And then if I do remember something else that I've got to add to that section, I'm going to physically write on that piece of paper mm-hmm. and then edit it. So I've printed about two or three sections out. Tonight. Nice. I'm up to 1984 at the minute from my 1971 life. So, But there's a whole lot of stuff that I've remembered. Hang on, I've not even mentioned Superman the movie. What the frick? Why is that not in there? Um, but it's it's fun. It's just I want to finish the book before I crawl. Yeah, and because otherwise, a lot of shit to write. Can, can I say that? Um, you know, am I allowed to get like um, autographed number one? You know, you've got seventy-seven yeah. of. Uh, <laughs> you know the. I've got seventy-seven out of five hundred. I don't think I'll be rivaling Zach's number. Yeah, well, I'm happy if you only do <laughs> you know one of one. one you know, yeah, be one copy. But yeah. I, I want to sign if one, I, please. Yeah. If I croak, I'll make sure I email you a copy of it just so you can right. giggle. Because uh, I, f- I find it quite interesting. But you know, If you can sign over all rights to me at that point as well, that'd be great because then I could uh, release the audiobook. It would make a movie. It would, um, it would make a Chapter movie. one. Yes, exactly. So right, I'm going to leave you to it for now. I'm going to crack on and do bits and pieces. Okay. And uh, but you enjoy the rest of your evening, Rob. Thank, Thank you. you very much for. I believe it was episode five hundred and seventy-six. Lovely. And uh, I will catch up with you over the next few. Sounds days. great. You have a lovely Hope evening. You too. Take care and bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.